okay, we're coming to the end of a season. Let's celebrate what God has done. Let's celebrate all the good things that have happened in this space. And like, that is important. And yet I just think about like, we so often miss the beauty and the brilliance of what happened in the middle. Yeah. And so oftentimes people want to just show up when it's convenient and when it's easy and when there's something to celebrate. And yet when you think about your obituary, like the contents of that obituary, the first part and the last part will write itself, but the middle five paragraphs are up to you and I to, to define and up for you and I to be a part of. to the Community and Purpose podcast. I'm Callie, and I'm here with my husband, Austin. What's up, everybody? We're so glad you're joining us today. Yeah, happy Thursday to you. Hope you're doing great wherever you're at, Yeah. whatever corner of the world you're in. Hope that you are doing fabulous, and hope that uh, hope that the week that you're in has been good as we kind of are wrapping up the week. Yeah. We're on the downward slope, so. It's the best part of the week, you know. Friday's tomorrow. Yeah. So whether you've got big plans for the weekend or it's just going to be a casual weekend at home, we hope that uh, hope it's great for you. As always, we'd be honored if you'd share this, if you would uh, share any content with friends and family, if you post on social media, if you find anything valuable uh, to send it out there. It's a great way for us to be able to get this podcast out to people. Our desire is, is that the things that we are learning would uh, be valuable to other people. And mm-hmm. so we by no means are experts on anything. We've said it ma- many times Seriously. before that we are uh, just simply trying to figure out this life together and want to bring people along with us. And so this is the avenue with which we're doing it right now. Uh, but we are honored that you take time out of your schedule to uh, listen to this podcast and really truly hope that it's been um, something that's been valuable to you and would be honored if you'd share it. So, Well, this last week I, uh, I was scrolling through Instagram, as I do periodically, mm-hmm. and I came across a post from a guy named Donald Miller. And he, uh, he's wrote, written a couple books, and uh, one of the books is Blue Like Jazz. Hmm. It's actually probably one of the first books I can honestly remember reading on my own accord. Yeah, and, it was uh, a s- super powerful book for me, too. Yeah, I'm actually pretty sure I read it because you told me that when we were, I was trying to date you, <laughs> and you said that you had read it. I'm pretty sure that I read it because I wanted to have something to talk to you about. I don't think I've ever told you that before. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Thank you, Donald Miller, for my wife. I did make a lot of people read that book, though. Yeah, it was a good book. Uh, He also wrote um, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. I'm just talking about having a life that matters. And I think that uh, this post that he wrote, actually, is probably coming out of that. He started something called the storyline process, where just like setting goals, creating a, a rhythm and a cadence of your life that makes your life matter. And the post was a picture of his computer screen. He wrote his obituary a couple years ago, and he reads it every morning. And so he wrote his obituary with the idea of, like, what he wants his obituary to read. And so, like, like here is Donald Miller, right. and he died at the age of 85, and he wrote this, and he did this, and he did this, and he did this. And it got me thinking about this idea of, like, our life is so oftentimes, like, reduced to like a birth date and a death date and like everything that happens uh, I heard somebody talk about like your entire life is encompassed in a single dash mark on your tombstone yeah like it is Austin was born on this day dash he died on this day and like an entire lifetime is summarized in a single hyphen yep. on your tombstone mm-hmm. and yet there is so much that takes place in that 
And as I was reading his post about reading his obituary, like I told you, I said, have you seen this? Like Donald Miller reads his obituary every morning. What did you say back to me? That sounds kind of dark. That's dark. Like this <laughs> idea of like, that sounds dark by yeah. reading your, your obituary, like what people are going to say about you and think about you when you die. Like, yeah, naturally I think that we would think that that's a dark a dark thing to do. And yet I think so many of us are believing that our life will just hit a course and go the places we want it to go by just magically. Right. Yep. And yet it, it just doesn't seem to be true. Yeah. Like I just haven't found it to be true that magically that the goals that I want to accomplish actually happen. And so like, there's this idea out there that like there's a start date and an end date to everything. Yeah. And it's so easy for people to show up on the start date and show up on the end date yeah. to show up at the beginning of the race and the end of the race and have missed the entirety of the race yeah. and believe that they understand the full weight, the fullness of the race of life. Yeah. And so like even to break it down into a more micro level, like our life is not defined by the start or by the end of what happens. Like I, I think about like when we when we left the last church that we were at, we were we were there for seven years, and I was a youth pastor there. Yeah. And like we had this worship service, and the very first worship service, there was like three hundred people that showed up to it. And then for six years we ran it, and there was like a hundred hundred kids, hundred college students that were showing up to it. Yeah. And then when we announced that it was going to be our last our last time at the service, there was like five hundred people that showed up. Yeah. And, like, there's the, there's something special and sweet about that. Hmm. Like, I love that people show up. I love that we celebrate. Yeah. Like, we're, we're starting something new. Yeah. Like, there's this new trajectory. Rah, rah, rah. Let's go. And then there's this moment where it's like, okay, we're coming to the end of a season. Let's celebrate what God has done. Let's celebrate all the good things that have happened in this space. Right. And, like, that is important. And yet, I just think about, like, we so often miss the beauty and the brilliance of what happened in the middle. Yeah. And so oftentimes people want to just show up when it's convenient and when it's easy and when there's something to celebrate. And yet when you think about your obituary, like the contents of that obituary, the first part and the last part will write itself, but the middle five paragraphs are up to you and I right. to, to define and up for you and I to be a part of. And we, we're not just a part of it for ourselves. And we're not just defined by the things that happen at the beginning or the things that happen at the end. Like, the messy middle is where we live. Mm -hmm. The middle is where all the life happens. Yep. Those are the, the biggest moments. The, the highest highs and the lowest lows. Those are the moments that, you know, your kids will remember. The, the people around you will remember the moments from the middle, not the moments from the beginning or the end. Yeah. Yeah, just setting that, setting a course for, for what it looks like. Like, that's what the start is like. Like, I mean, I think about, like, this marathon concept. It's like there's thousands of people that show up to the New York City Marathon. The gun goes off, and the runners take off and start running. And then 26.2 painful, awful miles later, yeah. I can only imagine. Rough. They come running around the corner for the finish line, and all the people are back. Side note, do you know how many bridges they run in the New York City Marathon? How many? Like, so many. I don't know the exact number. That probably would have been a better fact if That's I knew. That's great content. <laughs> but, like, too many to make me want to do it. Gosh, this is, this is really good stuff here. 
Ladies and gentlemen, just want you to know that they run so many bridges <laughs> in the New York City Marathon. Like so many that you just wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> I think even one would probably be too Why many. is a bridge such a big deal? Because <laughs> think about how, like, the upslope to a bridge, that's really a lot. It's like a big hill. Hills are, hills don't care about your feelings. There's not always a b- <laughs> big hill to a bridge either. Yes, there is. Okay. Well, anyway, there's there's that. Callie is now currently Googling the number of bridges I can only imagine that are a part of the New York City Marathon. There's, so. there's five. Oh, she has found the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Five bridges, and they're not small ones. So just circling back, do you guys have any idea how many bridges there are <laughs> that they have to run across in the New York City Marathon? Five. 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 And I, I guess there's like a really large hill. I would like you to know, all of in the Google... The last line that comes up, it says, on these uphill bridges is where runners often struggle. Mm. Boom. Boom roasted. She got me. But, yeah, all that, we're going to circle back a little bit. There's a start and a finish to the race, and there's a start and a finish to our lives. There's a start and a finish to our jobs. There's a start and a finish to our parenting. There are so many starts and so many finishes, and I think that... Yes, it's important to show up for people's start and for people's finishes, absolutely, to celebrate those moments. But I truly believe that when you say, like, the messy middle is where the relationships happen, it's where the good life really exists. Hmm. Like, that's what we believe when we talk about community and purpose. Like, when we think about what does it look like to be truly involved in community, it, it truly means to be inside of community that shows up at mile 20, at mile five, at mile 12, at mile 15, that, that you show up on the hill leading up to the bridge where so many runners struggle. Like marathon is a beautiful image of what a marriage looks like, mm-hmm. what raising kids looks like, what starting a business looks like. And like, it's so easy to say, congrats on starting this new business, but it's different to say, congrats on starting this new business and then stop going to Amazon and start buying their products. Start shopping in their store. Start going to their place of business and saying like, actually, like I know it's probably a little bit less convenient and it might be a little bit more expensive to shop at this person, but also that's what it means to not just show up at the start and the finish of the race, but to show up at mile 15 and say like, hey, I just want you to know that I'm bought in on what you do and who you are and I want to be a part of your journey long term. I want you to know what the obituary is going to say before it gets read at my funeral. Mm-hmm. I think of a quote from many people's favorite movies. I know it's right at the top of the list of your favorite movies. My favorite movies? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Hope Floats. Oh, yeah. Love me some Sandra Bullock. Was that a chick flick? It is, with oh. Harry, Connick, Harry Connick Jr. Oh, Harry Connick. What a dreamboat. What's not to love, you know? We never would have come up with his name. Um, okay, but the quote is, Beginnings are scary, Endings are usually sad, but it is the middle that counts the most. And I think that's so true. The middle is where where life is lived. It is where the life is lived. It's where the obituary is written. It's the content right. of your of your life. Mm-hmm. And don't be defined by your starts and your endings. Hmm. And also, don't wait until the ending comes to be reminded of the importance of people's lives. Like I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was at a funeral and somebody just said like, I just wish I would have told them this Hmm. before they passed. And like, 
there's always things that we wish we would have said. And like, what I want to say today is, is say it. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you feel this moment and when you think that, like um, somebody sent us a, a poem the other day and it just said, you, there is no limit to the amount of encouragement you can send. Hmm. That, that, is, that is an endless well that you can encourage people. When you think about it, you can cheer for people, that you can send them the card, you can send them the text, you can make yeah. the phone call, you can cheer for their softball games, you can cheer for their business winnings, yeah. you can love their kids. Like, it is an endless well. Yeah. There is not a, a finite amount of encouragement yeah. that you can give to another person. And so I just want us to be people who, who don't just cheer at the beginnings when it's scary, you know, like the quote said, like yeah. to not just cheer at the beginning and also to not just like celebrate that, like we're kicking off this thing, right. but also to, to like celebrate and to encourage, um, in uh, along the journey. Absolutely. And to, to be able to say like, there is no limit to the amount of encouragement that we can give out and that we can, we can be a part of people's journey and that we can help them to accomplish the things that they've been called to accomplish and don't wait until it's too late. I mean, over and over again in my job, I, I do funerals for people hmm. and it almost always comes up that people wish that they would have said that they cared hmm. more. I wish I would have said, I love you more often. Hmm. I wish I would have told them how much they meant to me before they passed. And it's, it's a real thing. And it's the same, it's the same when it comes to career. It's the same when it comes to raising kids. It's the same when it comes to all relationships is that, we can, we can wait till it's too late hmm. and we can wait till people's marriages have completely fallen apart till the, the distance between us has gotten so wide that there's no longer an opportunity to share. But at that moment, it's too late. And we have the opportunity to say, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin to live a life of encouragement. And because I want to be a contributor hmm. to the hyphen on people's tombstones. Like between their birth date and their death date, there's that hyphen. And I want to be a contributing factor to bettering their life and being a part of that story. And we can't do it for everybody. Yeah. And so like, you've got to find your people. Like, I think that in this day and age, the reason that this hit me so profoundly is that we're living in a day and age where we believe that everybody's got enough encouragement hmm. and that everybody has their people and has enough friends and has enough of everything that they need. And yet it is absolutely not the case. Yeah. We are living in the most lonely, yeah. isolated season in society that has ever existed. Yeah. And so my challenge for all of us is how can we be an encouragement to our people? Yeah. Like we can't be all things to all people, but we can be some things to some people. Yeah. And so my challenge for all of us would just be to honestly, right now, take out your phone and tell your family that you love them. Text your family, text your friends, tell them you're grateful that you're, they're your friend. Tell them something that you see in them, encourage them, share them. Just like be reminded that like it was a big deal for me to literally to read the words that the tank of encouragement is a bottomless tank. Hmm. Okay. There is no limit to the amount of encouragement that you can distribute. Um, and, and I'm not saying to get to a place where you're, you encourage so often that it becomes white noise. Yeah. But I don't think that there's many of us that are anywhere near that. And if it's authentic encouragement, really telling people what you see in them and the good things that they're doing, those those are always going to be things that hit home. Yeah. If it's like, I'm, 
I'm so grateful for you or you're awesome or I love you. Like just, you know, like point blank statements that might, you know, be yeah, a little I think bit there's, less. There's something important in being specific yeah. and say, saying something really, really specific as opposed to just a generic statement. And just know that like we have the opportunity to give life. We have the opportunity to truly make people understand that they're valuable and it, it can change it can change their life, you know, and it, mm-hmm. uh, it can give them the energy and that they need to continue to move forward. Um, as we wrap up, just one example is um, after our Christmas Eve service, one of, uh, one of the guys that is a part of our church and has been since the very beginning. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing guy. And uh, he, he's in his mid-80s. He's been following Jesus for probably longer than I've been alive. And he, uh, he just came up to me and he, he just looked at me and he just said, I just want you to know that I'm so grateful that you're my pastor and that I just feel like um, this service was really, really uh, meaningful to me and just grateful for the effort that you put in to make it happen. But I'm just so grateful that you're our leader. Hmm. And like that was, I mean, a game changer. Yeah. I mean, that it was the, after our second service on Christmas Eve. You're exhausted. It had been a crazy month. Yeah. Like Christmas is just wild at the church. Yeah. And so like I had felt like in that moment, like I walked out into the entryway um, for the last time in the in the in 2021 right. and was like taking a deep breath and was very capable of looking back and not feeling encouraged and feeling like there could have been another person or mm-hmm. there could have been another thing or this could have gone better or whatever. Um, and he just came up to me and he just said those words to me and they they changed the they changed the course of that evening and I just have thought back on them just so many times and um, I just want us all to be known as people who are encouraging that our words are powerful and uh, so find time today. And uh, honestly, this might sound really, really sterile, but you can you can create a habit of encouragement. Yeah. Maybe you need to schedule it. Like I feel a little bit like a broken record. Like I know I talk about like I put things in my calendar all the time, but like there <laughs> but are things. If you don't, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and so like I am I am not like a brilliant person, and I can't keep everything in my mind. And so like if I want to create a habit of encouragement, I need to put it in. Um, my mind. And then the other thing that I earn in my calendar, the other thing that I, that I try to do is if somebody pops into my mind that I send them something right away, whether that take two minutes and write a card and get it in the mail, shoot them a text message, pick up the phone and call them. Um, when you think about somebody, you never know why they've popped onto your heart Mm -hmm. and into your mind. And more often than not, when I have reached out to people, they have responded back like, hey, man, this is super timely. And like, you have no idea how much it means that you would reach out in this moment, like X, Y, and Z has, has right. happened. Yep. And uh, it just really, really means a lot that you reach out in this moment. Like people get put on your heart for a reason. Mm-hmm. And let's create a habit of when we, when somebody comes to our mind to send the message, to push send on, a, on an encouraging message to somebody. And uh, I think it'll change our families. I think it'll change our friendships. And uh, I truly believe that those moments and those opportunities are what make community real. Mm. And that's how we can change from the hyphen between our birthday yep. and our death date. They can change the course of our obituary. They can change the course of our lives yep. if we will simply invest in not just the start and not just the finish, but we'll start in the middle of the race and invest there as well. Um, I think there's something really, really significant there and hope that you can hope that you can get on board with it. And I believe that it will uh, it will impact us 
even more than it'll impact other people when we begin to live in a, a life of gratitude and a life of encouragement. So uh, take a couple minutes today um, and uh, encourage somebody. Maybe put it in your calendar each week, three times a week, one time a week, whatever works for you, to send an encouraging text, to send a card, to do something to encourage another person and just be reminded that there's more to life than the start and the finish and uh, the messy middle is where the good life truly is and so get involved in your people's lives invest in what they're invested in and uh, I just think it'll change everything absolutely so thanks for tuning in today Uh, that's all we've got for you today Um, but uh, I just think it's important to realize that encouragement is powerful and that we have the opportunity um, to, to change somebody else's world with just a few words. So hope that you'll take advantage of it. As always, share this, subscribe. We're so grateful that you're part of our, our family and uh, looking forward to what God's going to do in and through you in this year. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye.